0: Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com
1: forward slash chickdays.
0: While beef demand is up and the cost at the grocery store is up, the input costs are slimming margins for producers. Brady Zook is the president of the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association. He's also got his own operation up by Ladysmith. His family calves about 200 cows every spring and ships them out the next year's fall. Brady tells me more about how beef producers are navigating current market challenges to maintain a growing beef industry in Wisconsin.
1: The cattle business overall goes through a 10-year cycle, right, with high and low coming every 10 years. And we're at the point now, uh, based on drought out west and a drought in Texas this summer especially, where our cow numbers are low so producers have liquidated cows across the nation because of drought they don't have available feed to feed them So we're looking at a smaller cow herd overall with less cows we have less calves in the market which generally brings us up to higher prices so we're kind of in that upward swing right now where we're seeing you know improved calf prices last you know calves traded for about eighty last fall that's in the earliest sales this year. You saw calves in the 220-230 range um, market is a tick softer right now but you know overall we're on that upward swing from a calf price stamp or a beef price stamp. But the thing that's really the issue is you know, I fell in my brother's truck Tuesday for 5.49 a gallon. That's $173 of diesel into one pickup truck. You know, Fertilizer is you know, two to three times the price of what it was. So as a producer, you know, we've been paying the higher input costs. It, to me, this is just getting us caught back up to where we were before. It's not like we're getting rich doing this Anything or any year, usually.
0: It's because of input costs. Is that the greatest challenge right now?
1: Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, it's input costs. We were in the meeting here today, we talked a lot about you know, getting parts. We have issues getting parts. Like, can we get this part? Is it back ordered? You know, it's the cost of you know, the feed we feed our cattle is up, the fuel prices that are up is he's gonna make different budgeting decisions you know where are we gonna spread the fertilizer on that pasture this year and you don't like to skip a year but maybe you have to just to run your numbers and it just forces you to be a better business person right to know your numbers and what you need to, do to be profitable.
0: Why is the price at the store so expensive is it because of all of those challenges?
1: I think it's everything Stephanie right I mean, you're looking at there's increased cost in labor in packaging materials logistics transportation so every step of the process that gets beef from on the farm, through a harvest facility, through logistics to the grocery store, to the restaurant, every hand that touches that has increased costs that they're just you know, that they have to pass on to maintain profitability.
0: Wisconsin Cattlemen's is a lobbying organization. Tell us what's top of mind then for you with the state of the industry as it is. What are you vying for in the state legislature?
1: Yep, so it's been actually a tick quieter here lately because everyone's the legislature's been out of session, right? Last legislative session we focused quite a bit on developing local or improving processing capacity locally. So we're very thankful for the governor's announcement of the, you know, the funds to support meat uh, workforce development. Also the funding for meat processor expansion grants, which will help our members, you know, be able to get those cattle processed locally. We see a lot of times now at six to 12, even longer wait periods to get on a waiting list for local processing. So that was a big focus for us. We continue to do a lot of work on farmer-led um, groundwater protection. So looking at, you know, incentives for cover crops and farmer-led research, really letting our farmers be the leaders and innovate on how we can all work together to improve groundwater. And of course, we always, until we get changes at the federal level, kind of on hold there, but working on the wolf management plan here moving forward.
0: Walk me through what what you want out of that.
1: So the Cattlemen's Association supports the target population of 300 wolves. That was the target population in the last wolf management plan that was was presented and put, you know, it was made official, I guess, right, was 300 wolves. And unfortunately we're way above that number.
0: You are a, a subsidiary kind of of the National Cattlemen's Beef Association, but you don't necessarily always align with them. But tell me, what are you keeping your eye on at that federal level when it comes to policy for our cattlemen and women?
1: You're spot on. So the NCBA works, the National Cattlemen's Beef Association works as a grassroots policy-based organization. So associations, such as Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association, we can put together proposals and send those in and those are voted on at our national meeting every year, right? So there are some policies we vote against. We're not in favor of that, but if the overwhelming majority or the vote comes down where the association is in support, that becomes policy. So yes, we've had um, a lot of discussions still around live cattle marketing um, have been going on. We also see a lot of issues. Um, Transportation's been a big one right now, right? Both being let our livestock haulers transport cattle. Once cattle are loaded, we can't stop. If they have an ELD on, they can't stop after 14 hours to unload. You just know place to unload cattle on the side of the interstate, right? So a lot of issues with transportation, both our livestock haulers, and also uh, some of the railroad strikes have been a big focus here lately because there's a lot of corn that comes from the Midwest down in the South to feed cattle.
0: I also want to ask you, too, about producer numbers here in Wisconsin. You were pretty proud to say that Beef production is strong here in the state, and folks are interested in, in raising beef. Walk me through those numbers.
1: Yep. So if you look across the state of Wisconsin, we have two hundred ninety-five thousand head of beef cattle, and about two hundred seventy thousand head of cattle on feed, so finishing cattle, you know, for confinement. And um, we have thirteen thousand, roughly, beef producers in our state. So yes, we are the dairy state, and I love all my dairy buddies. Um, but you know, there's about twice as many beef producers as there are dairy producers, and so. Um, it's really exciting to see in Wisconsin we're blessed with abundant forage resources our farmers are great at growing forages especially with some of their dairy background. We get really good rainfall so we have a really nice area for us to raise beef cattle especially from pasture-based situation here in Wisconsin. We've actually been some of the, one of the top states year over year for growth in beef cow numbers based on folks you know expanding their herds but also folks that are maybe done dairying um, but still want to have cattle around. Uh, beef cows kind of a nice transition for them to still have those cattle around but maybe not be tied to milking cows two or three times a day.
0: Is it hard to get into raising beef? Walk me through uh, the cost of entry.
1: Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It, it's very, it is. I mean, if you think about it, I had a young guy stop by the other day at the farm and just wanted to take a look at things. We started talking about fences and facilities and feed and machinery and equipment, right? Um, yeah, so from, I mean, starting from scratch, it is, it is difficult um, to get started, right? It's really important, I think, to find a mentor, or maybe a producer to work with that's wanting to phase out, you know, or nearing retirement, let's say. And maybe work with them to kind of get your feet in the door, get started. It just takes a lot of equipment to run cattle.
0: Is the Wisconsin Cattlemen's uh, organization, are you guys doing anything to help young people get involved or to bring young people into the beef industry?
1: Yep, so we have our annual scholarship program that supports uh, students that want to go on and study, you know, prefer beef science or animal science, I should say, with a beef focus. So we support that. We invest in a young cattlemen's conference. So we take one of our young leaders here in Wisconsin and send them to the national. It's a national trip. It goes from Denver to Chicago to DC. So, we're, and we're always looking for members to get more involved in our association. Um, as I said, actually, it's kind of funny because when I visit with a lot of our national leaders, um, Don Schieffel-Biden, for example, was in. Uh, Wisconsin this summer for our summer tour, he goes, I think Wisconsin has the youngest board I've ever seen of any organization across the entire nation. And so we are always looking for you know young folks that want to get involved, come learn more, network. I think it's a big uh, benefit of being a member in the Cattlemen's is the networking opportunity with different producers across the state.
0: Brady Zook along with us, a producer out of Smith, Wisconsin and president of the Wisconsin Cattlemen's Association. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Stephanie Hoff.